Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. And didn't just scam you with another title and then pre-teach on the power of thanksgiving. The, and the reason I say that is because I, I don't know that we fully understand uh, what the power of thanksgiving can be in our lives, and that's why I'm doing two weeks on this, because it really is powerful. Uh, 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 of all the people in the world, you and I ought to be thankful. And I'm sure you figured it out this, this month. We have uh, the day that we set aside called Thanksgiving. It's a national holiday. But for us as believers, really every single day ought to be a day of giving thanks, right? We have so much to be thankful for. Uh, thank God He forgave us of all of our sin. If we never had anything else to give thanks to God besides that, uh, it would be enough to give thanks to God for every single day. Uh, but there is so much more to give God thanks for, and so we should have a lot of inspiration to give Him thanks. Uh, uh, we need to be thankful for Jesus. And, and so the purpose of these two weeks really is that we should make thanksgiving a lifestyle. Uh, we're going to talk about several of the principles of thanksgiving, and if we will practice these principles they really will be life-changing. And I know uh, preachers have a tendency of saying things, uh, uh, and, but I want you to hear it with like fresh ears. This principle of thanksgiving sincerely is life-changing. It will practice this in our lives. And so, the power of thanksgiving, the title, this is really true. There's an incredible power uh, as we practice giving thanks. Uh, throughout the Psalms, we are told why we should give thanks and give praise to God. I like Psalm 150, verse 1 through 6. There's a theme, and I'll just tell you, going through this psalm that you, you have to pay attention to or you might miss it, but there's a theme going through uh, Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and the harp, whatever the lute is. Praise Him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So there is a theme going through that, and I think you probably caught it. Uh, we praise God because of what He's done, right? Psalm 150 and verse 2 says, Praise Him for His mighty acts. He has done so many mighty things. He has forgiven us of our sin, but He's done so much more. Uh, I want to just see a show of hands here across this building. How many of you at some time or another, God has healed you physically in your body? If you just hold your hand up, and that's pretty powerful. So he's, uh, he's done so much. We praise him for his mighty acts. And then he's brought provision to our lives, so many things. We praise him because of who he is. 
Psalm uh, 150 and verse 2 says, Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. He's a great God. He's a great God. And I want you to tell yourself, great God. We praise Him because of His greatness, but we also praise Him because He's good. Psalm 118 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Uh, we give Him thanks because He's good. One of the, of the best ways to start any time of, of your prayer is by spending some time and, and praising Him and giving Him thanks for how good He is and how good He has been to you. Uh, so, we, again, we're going to look at the importance of developing a lifestyle of thanksgiving. It's not just for one day of the year, and I, all of you, I think, understand that, but I believe all of us, including myself, need to make it a more of a part of our lifestyle or of our day. <clears throat> Praise and thanksgiving are, are more than just a response of gratitude from us to God for His goodness, for His greatness, but they are essentials to live a fulfilled and successful Christian life. And I, I want to be a successful Christian. I want to have a full Christian life, and I know that you do here too, and that's why you're here tonight. Uh, I've, I've got Colossians 3, 15 uh, through 17 in two versions, I'm going to just uh, let you read that one in the New King James Version uh, later if you'd like. I'm going to just concentrate on uh, this in the Message Bible, Colossians 3, 15 through 17. It says, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the Word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing. Sing your hearts out to God. Uh, let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master, Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. So we're, we're uh, encouraged to cultivate thankfulness, and that's really what I want to encourage us all in through tonight and next uh, uh, Wednesday, yeah, next Wednesday night, uh, to cultivate thankfulness during the course of our day. This is one of the most powerful and yet sometimes overlooked practices in our lives, and that's just being thankful. Now, I want to tell you a story. It's about a, a guy, this man had been lost, and he was walking in the desert for about five days, and he uh, just completely wrung out. He comes to the home of a preacher, and he's tired, he's weak, he crawls up to the house and collapses on his doorstep, and the preacher takes him in and nurses him back to health. Feeling better after a period of time, the man asked the preacher for directions to the nearest town. And so this preacher tells him the directions and then offers to lend him his horse to make it into town. And so 
uh, as he does, the, the, the preacher says, I, I, you got to know about this horse. It's a little bit different. In fact, it's a lot different. Uh, you have to say, thank God to make it go and amen to make it stop. And so the guy's anxious to get to town, and the man says, sure, okay, and he gets on the horse, and he says, thank God. And sure enough, the horse just starts walking. And a little bit later, he says louder, thank God, thank God, and the horse starts trotting. And so after a little bit, he gets his uh, uh, confidence up, and he says, thank God, thank God, thank God, and now the horse is at a full-blown run. And yet, as he's running, he, the guy on, on the horse's back realizes he's coming to a cliff edge. And so now he's freaking out, and he starts yelling, whoa, but the horse doesn't even slow up. It just keeps going fast, and he's doing everything he can to make the horse stop. He says, whoa, stop, hold on. And then finally he remembers, amen, and the horse stops just a couple of inches before the cliff's edge, almost throwing him over its head. And the man, I mean, his heart's racing. He's panting. He wipes the sweat from his face, and he leans back in the saddle, and he just goes, oh, thank God. Praise and thanksgiving are essentials of a healthy and mature Christian life. And everybody said, that's right. We need to learn to cultivate or practice praise and thanksgiving throughout our day. And we really should practice until it becomes second nature. I'm going to give you guys writer's cramp, aren't I? Uh, most of us are pretty good about worshiping God when we come to church. You know, we'll sing songs, we'll worship as we're singing, we uh, lift our hands, uh, sometimes we'll be clapping our hands and all of that, and that's, that's good. We should do that. We need to do that. We ought to enter in, when we come to church, we ought to enter into worship and thanksgiving, right? Uh, but it really should be not just relegated to a church service. It should be uh, something we practice throughout our day. Uh, we have a lot of things to be thankful for, don't we? Uh, we do have His forgiveness. Uh, we have His presence that He has promised to be with us always uh, and never leave us, never forsake us. Uh, we have uh, places that we live in. We ought to be thankful for where we live. We ought to be thankful for the, the cars that we have or uh, if you don't have a car, that you got bus service, uh, whatever, the families that we have, uh, friendships that we've got. We ought to be thankful for cheeseburgers uh, or whatever you like, broccoli, uh, everything. We ought to be thankful for, right? And we, we ought to express thanks for everything good that we have in our life. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16, it says, Rejoice always. Uh, we need to practice praise and thanksgiving all through the course of our day and not just uh, over a meal. I think it's important to give thanks over our food. Uh, 
I am not one, anybody that's ever had a meal with me knows that I'm not one of these guys that spends a whole long time. I don't preach a sermon over the, the, the meal. I, 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 but I do think that it's important for us to express gratitude to God for what He's given. And, and uh, Cindy and I, if we're eating lunch or dinner or something, a lot of times I'll just say, thank you, Jesus, for this good food. It, it may be something as simple as that, but I mean it, you know. And so it isn't just about the volume of words that we say, but it really is about our heart in it. And we ought to be, we ought to be thankful for our food, but we ought to learn to express thanksgiving uh, for more than just a, a meal or something like that through the course of our day. And so here again, and number two, if we will practice this principle, the results will be life-changing. And one of the things it will help us to do is not to be complainers, gripers, and bemoaners. I don't want to be a be, I don't want to be a bemoaner. I don't want to be a griper or a complainer. You know, there's a lot of griping and complaining that we hear from uh, around us about everything and, and anything today. And as God's people, we really ought not be gripers and complainers, huh? Now, I know that we've got, all of us have challenges in our life, but we need to learn to be thankful uh, to God for who He is and what He has promised in our lives. Uh, this is one of the, the simplest and yet also most powerful things we can do in our lives, and that is be thankful. And again, I want, I want to just reinforce this by saying sometimes we don't understand the, the power that thankfulness, praise, and worship, all of these things do in our lives. And so that's why, again, I'm teaching this is it really is powerful. Next week, I'm going to talk about the miraculous power that is released through Thanksgiving and, and share some things on that. But uh, uh, we're going to look at several things tonight. One of the great sins in the Bible is ingratitude. Uh, I put a hyphen there. It's not, it's not uh, uh, grammatically correct, but I wanted to, to kind of call attention to it ingratitude is one of the things that, uh, if you look in the Bible, it's one of the things that uh, God's not pleased with at all. Now, Deuteronomy 28, verse 47 and 48 are some really super heavy words. Uh, and just before we read them, uh, this was Old Testament. God's the same Old Testament, New Testament, but the way He deals with us is a lot different today than he did then. And that's just something more to give thanks to God for. And so I wanted to point that out before I read these verses because they are intense. And God says, for because he's telling this to, to Israel, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. He's done uh, everything he could. He, water out of a rock. He, he goes food to rain out of heaven. Uh, he's provided for them in the wilderness. Their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes never went out of fashion, never wore out. And so all of this he provided for them. And then, therefore, because you didn't rejoice, 
Therefore, you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, thirst, nakedness, and in need of everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your necks until he has destroyed you. Somebody say, yikes. Now, thankfully, God deals differently in these days than he did then. But, but you get the feeling here. I don't know if you picked it up, but God is a little upset. Why is he upset? It's simply because they weren't thankful. Ingratitude is one of the greatest contributors toward having a darkened heart. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 21, it says, Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Because this group of people weren't thankful, their hearts grew dark. And a darkened heart means we're just, we don't see things well spiritually. We, we don't do good in the dark walking, do we? And we don't do good in life in darkness. And so, uh, uh, unthank, being unthankful brings a darkened heart. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 4, it says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Now, this is, this is a big, long list of sins of, of, uh, in the last days that people are going to be doing all of these kind of things, lovers of self and money and blasphemers and unholy, brutal, uh, traitors and all of this. But in the middle, right smack dab in the middle of the, that list of, of sins is being unthankful. We don't, we don't usually think of, of a lack of thanksgiving as being something that's that big a deal, but it obviously is to God. And so, something we need to practice is giving thanks in our lives because God's been so good to us, right? Uh, something all of us want and need in our lives is God's light or revelation in our hearts. And we are exposed to greater light and revelation when we have a thankful heart. It's like when we begin to thank God, it's like turning a light on. And, and we express praise and thanksgiving to Him. It, we glorify God and it, it, it gives us light or revelation to be able to see how much more God has done in our lives. Uh, every day when I start out in the morning with my devotion time, I start by just being thankful to God. And a lot of it really is a repeat every day of being thankful for the, the same things. And, and it's not just a ritual I, I do. But it is every day I am thank, and I start out by thanking Him. God, thank you for revealing yourself to me. 
for making yourself known in my life, for forgiving me, uh, for removing the shame from my, my life. I don't have to live in, in guilt and condemnation and shame. And God, I thank you for that. I, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for my family. All of these things. And you know, as I begin to do that, what happens is it lightens me. It, it's like, it really is like turning a light on. And sometimes when we feel dark in our hearts or dark in our darkness around our lives, the way to turn the light on, the way to bring revelation to us and, and an understanding of God and who God is to us is to thank Him for what He has done, uh, who He is, what He has done, and what He has promised to do in our lives. It's key to revelation. Praise God. Uh, Roman numeral two. Thanks. We're going we're gonna to talk about tonight again and the last part of this and then next week of uh, several reasons why Thanksgiving is so essential. And one of these is Thanksgiving is a gateway into God's presence. Uh, Psalms 16 verse 11 says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In His presence is fullness of joy. And so we need to know how to come into His presence, right? Through thanksgiving and praise, we can experience more of God's presence. I know that all of us at one time or another, or oftentimes probably in our lives, we wonder, you know, God, I I want to I want to experience you more in my life. I I want to have uh, uh, an understanding of who you are in my life. Greater understanding. I want to have a greater awareness of your presence. You know, especially we need this when things look dark, huh? The way to turn the light on is to begin to thank Him and praise Him. Uh, it brings light and revelation, and it's the way that God's it, we enter in to His presence. Psalm 100 and verse 4 says, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. Now this psalm tells us how to enter God's presence. When the psalm was written, it was talking about Israel entering into the tabernacle, God's people coming into the tabernacle. Inside the tabernacle was the Holy of Holies where God manifested His presence. And to get inside the tabernacle, there was only one entrance, and that was the east gate or door. The tribe of Judah, when they were, when they were out in the wilderness and, and going around, the, the, God had the tribes uh, kind of surround the tabernacle. And so He had them in different positions and places. Judah was staged right in front of the east gate or door. Judah, the, which a lot of you know this, means praise. And this is what Psalm 100 and verse 4 is talking about. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. When Israel entered the tabernacle, they passed through Judah or praise to enter God's presence. The way into God's presence is thanksgiving and praise. 
And so this is how we can experience more of His presence by just, God, I thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you for the, the church that you've given us to be a part of. Thank you for Kingman. I am one of those people, I love Kingman. I know that there are some people that don't have the same kind of love I have for Kingman, but you ought to at least be thankful for it. You could, you, you could be living in a lot worse places. So we ought to be thankful, right? Enter into His presence. All right, number two, Thanksgiving affects the atmosphere or the spirit climate around our lives. Uh, everybody here probably has experienced this where you, you wondered if you, you didn't even feel like coming to church. And so you, you decided to go ahead and come. You're, you remember the story about the, the guy, he wakes up one Sunday morning and tells his wife, he says, I, she says, you know, you need to get up and get ready for church. He says, I'm not going to church. And she goes, no, you need to go. We, we got. He says, you give me one good reason to go to church. She goes, you're the pastor. <laughs> and so yeah. I'd like to tell you that every time uh, that it's, it's time to go to church, that I just, you know, and the reality is most times I really want to come to church. But there's sometimes, anybody besides me ever had a bad day? A couple. And so we... There are times where we just, it may not feel the same kind of motivation to come. And yet, we go ahead, we get in our car, we come to church, and then we get into a, a song and worship service, and then something begins to happen. When we enter into praise and worship, I can't tell you how many times it's happened to me where the just things begin to lift. That, and, and we're going to talk about it next week, the uh, I think it's Isaiah 61 and verse 3 says that God has given us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And so there's, when we begin to give thanks and we begin to praise and worship, what it does is it changes the atmosphere around us. And all of us at times need our atmosphere around us to change for the better. See, if we gripe, if we complain, we become bemoaners, then what happens is it creates an atmosphere, doesn't it? And so the opposite of that is when we begin to give thanks to God, it changes the atmosphere around us, and we'll begin to sense His presence a lot more because God comes in. Uh, the, our, our aware, God's always there, but our awareness of His presence comes in in a greater dimension as we're thankful. Just Tell yourself, that makes sense. Something happens when we begin to take the focus off of ourself and put it on Him. It changes the climate and the spiritual atmosphere around us. And we need to, we need to practice it, not just in church, but through the course of our day. Uh, if we're in a dry place and, and we just don't sense the presence of God like we would like to, uh, circumstances in our life are not good and they feel overwhelming, there's something we can do to experience more of God's presence, and that is to be thankful. Uh, something I've noticed is that the, the happiest 
believers are the ones who are the most thankful. And this is no accident. There's a reason for this. Because in His presence is fullness of joy. And so how do we get more of His presence or, or, or our awareness of His presence in our life? It's by being thankful. We enter into His presence with thanksgiving, right? And so it's, this is really important stuff because there's a lot of us that we, we get into bad habits and we just kind of go through the day and, and our day kind of just affects us However, however the day goes, our mood follows those circumstances. And we don't have to be people who are held captive by those circumstances. Now, I'm not saying that, that we'll avoid everything that's difficult or everything that's bad, but what I am saying is that even though there may be difficult or, or uh, hard things that we're going through, we can face those things with an awareness of God in our lives if we'll be thankful. It'll help get us through those things. Now tell yourself again, that makes sense. Thank you. So, thanksgiving is a way, a gateway into God's presence, and then thanksgiving can bring heaven down to earth. Revelation 7 gives us a view into heaven. It says in verse 11 and 12, all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne of God and worshiped God saying, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever, amen. So here's a picture of God's throne in heaven now. God's throne, the Bible tells us, is a throne of grace. The, the throne of God is where God rules and reigns, right? That's what a throne, a throne symbolizes, God's rule and reign. It's where He makes decrees and, and declares things over our lives or the lives of those that we're praying for. And so we bring heaven to earth with thanksgiving. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Let us, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So, the throne of grace is there. We need to come boldly before it. So, how do we come boldly to the throne of grace? We need to know how to come boldly to the throne of grace. And so I'm going to uh, do a little word study, and you need to play, pay attention here. I know that you already have. Everybody has been riveted uh, the whole class, and I appreciate that. But this is especially important. Colossians 3, verse 15 says, And the peace of God, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were also called in one body, and be thankful. The word thankful that's used here is the Greek word, the original language that this was written in was the Greek language, and the, the Greek word for thankful is eucharistos. Some of you have heard of eucharist, the, the, uh, the Lord's Supper is, by many people is called the Eucharist, and really it's about being thankful. So the root of this word, eucharistos, 
is the Greek word charis. If you look at that word as you're looking at your notes, eucharistos, E-U, take that out, and tos, T-O-S, in the middle of that word, eucharistos, is charis. So the root of eucharistos is the Greek word charis, which we get our word grace from. So grace, charis, comes from thanksgiving, eucharistos. You get it? Grace comes through thanksgiving. We come into the throne of grace by thanksgiving. This is powerful. When, When we give thanks to God, we come into grace, and grace is God's unmerited, something we didn't deserve, unlimited. There are absolutely no limits to it. His favor. Grace is God's unlimited, unmerited favor where anything is possible. When I first got saved, Ron Simpkins, the guy that prayed for me and prayed with me, that, that prayed the prayer of forgiveness with me, he looked at me after I prayed, and he smiled that old, some of you know him, he got this wild smile, you know, it's, it's, he looks kind of stoned, but he's not, but he smiled that big smile, and, and he said, the Christian life is an adventure, and it really is. Our life with God is meant to be lived where we understand that all things are possible, that there are no limitations in our life. And so how do we get a better understanding of this no limitations in our life? It's by understanding God's grace. Coming before the throne of grace, that place where God decrees things for our life, like uh, if we got family difficulties going on, we come before His throne of grace with thanksgiving. We enter into grace through thanksgiving, and so we begin to thank God, and then God begins to give grace toward our families. Uh, we have financial need. We begin to thank God. God, I thank you. You are my provider. I believe that you are the source uh, in my life and that I am, I am not held uh, bound or restricted by just this world or the, what the government says I can have or, or anything else, I am uh, uh, under your lordship, under your kingship. I recognize your throne of grace, and I, I thank you that you are my provider. And when we do that, and we're gonna, I'm going to talk about this more, uh, especially in the financial realm, when we do this, there's a releasing of God's provision, miraculous provision. And so we ought to live our lives with great expectation of what God's going to do tonight, tomorrow, the, and, the, and the weeks and days ahead. This is really important because we're living in times where there's so much that's unsettled and, and shaking. There we can bring stability in our lives by giving thanks to God. Thank you, Lord, that this world may be crazy, but you're not. Thank God he's not crazy. He's, uh, he is 
the most sane person you know. Say, thank God you're sane. Yeah, he is. And, and he, he's not rattled. He's not shaken. He has plans and purposes that are absolutely miraculous for every one of our lives. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, it hasn't even entered into our hearts the things God has prepared for us who love Him. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That, those are promises of God. And we, we really ought to be thankful. When we're thankful and express it, and here again, I'm just going to uh, close with this thought and reiterate, as we make this part of our daily lives, then what happens is, is it, it causes us to recognize God's presence more and more, and we begin to come into a place to where we realize uh, there are no limitations to our lives. Thank God for that. Christian life is an adventure. I can't do the Simpkins smile, but, but, uh, but I can assure you and encourage you the Christian life is an adventure. And we ought to day in and day out through the course of our day give thanks to God. Amen. Praise and thanksgiving are the way to enter into His presence and in His presence are His fullness of joy. Praise God, that's what I have for you tonight. I'm, I would encourage you to take these notes with you. Don't throw them in the garbage. If you're going to throw them in the garbage, do it at home. Don't do it here where I can see it. It'll dis dishearten and discourage me, and you don't want to do that. Uh, take these notes with you, and during the course of the week, go through them. And I, I know that some of this is, is uh, fundamental, but it is the, the fundamentals are critical for us and not just uh, if we're new in the faith, but for those of us, uh, there are a lot of us have, who have been in, in uh, the Christian life for a long time. And yet, some of these very fundamental things we, we need to be reminded of. And not just reminded, we need to practice more and more in our lives. Because all of us need more of the awareness of the presence of God Amen. and of His intervention in our life. Isn't that true? So I encourage you to go through these notes, and during I'll give you a, a, uh, an assignment uh, from tonight as you're going home, thank God. Just before you go to sleep tonight, thank God. Uh, and then during the course from, from tomorrow morning when you wake up and then through to next Wednesday night, uh, practice giving thanks more and more. And I'm going to ask you, each and every one of you, what you were thankful for during the, the week, next week. No, I'm not, not going to do it. No. Let's just close with a word of prayer. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I've got this uh, written in your notes, but you don't have to. I'm going to piece it out to you, this prayer and confession. So if you'd bow your head and close your eyes, and I just want you to pray this with, with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me. For the times that I've been ungrateful, forgive me for not being more thankful. Help me remember to practice thanksgiving through my day. I am thankful 
for the power of your grace, I believe that I will experience more grace through thanksgiving to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, will you give the Lord just a big clap and thank Him. Thank you, Jesus. So next week, we're going to talk about uh, uh, more and concentrate really on the miraculous that is released as we are thankful to God. It's powerful. Tell yourself, it's powerful. God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.